and welcome back to another episode of Oi with the Terror Already. I'm one of your hosts, Sandra. I'm your other host, Danielle. And it is episode 43. I know. So. We'll have to do a cool one for 50. Cool. I have a few. I have a few ideas that I've been meaning to run by you, and then I try to text you, and then I get distracted. And... Well, there is a one we talked about for... I think initially we we're saying Halloween, but then that didn't happen. So that that might, might be a good idea, or the one year anniversary, mm-hmm. which is going to be March. Yes, so that's coming up too, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. So that'll have to be a good episode. Yeah, we'll have to do something special <laughs> for that. Yes, we can have like cupcakes with candles. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> with a number one. <laughs> How are we going to do that? But okay. I don't or <laughs> maybe we could actually like record like in the same room. Yeah. And not be virtual. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that would work. Yeah. I'll have to look into that. Mm. But it might be something fun to think about. And it's yeah. my birthday. So yay. But I guess, do you want to do Oi of the Week now? Or do you want to do that? Yeah. Again? We can do it now. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Sure. Okay. So I have one that you kind of know about. I think I texted you about it last week. So I come home from work and there's this random dishwasher that was (laughs) delivered to my apartment. It's not for me. I haven't ordered one and I didn't know who it was for. So I just kind of like left it in the hallway thinking it was for one of my neighbors. And I even like pushed it to my neighbor's side thinking like, oh, it's probably for them. Like it's not for me. It is Monday and it is still out there. So (laughs) I had to... I emailed my management company and the maintenance company and was just like, hi, like this was delivered to my apartment. It's not mine. I don't know if it was delivered to the wrong building or the wrong floor, but yeah. Can you tell me why it's out there? And I emailed them on Saturday and I haven't heard back, but I will give you an update next week. So Dave and I still have our chance to get it. (laughs) If you want it. I don't know if it'll fit. I don't even know if you'll like it. It's like a mini dishwasher because it's for like our apartment oh yeah it's not like a full size it's like a smaller Mm. one but if you're really desperate (laughs) it was just funny you texted me saying that there's a dishwasher in your hallway and it's just like "Mm, i need a dishwasher (laughs) i mean if no one claims it by friday (laughs) you can totally come and get it because i don't know who it's for so I'm hoping that so they're going to email me tomorrow and just say that it was delivered to the wrong and apartment. I would think that floor. would be like a delivery where someone needs to sign off on it too mm-hmm. because of the like cost of it or something. So someone must have signed. You would think. I also feel bad if it was for someone else in my building because then they've been without a dishwasher probably longer right. than they thought they were going to I mean, to be. It's, it must be for some unit, but just like the wrong floor or area or something. I don't know. I just, I'm also like very tempted to just put a note on the door downstairs and just say, you know, hey, if anyone ordered a dishwasher, please come and get it. This is where it's at. Thank you. I will not ask any questions. That might lead to a theft at the same time. That's why I'm like, I'll wait. Right. Yeah, that's kind of tricky. I might just Mm. call my maintenance company tomorrow and just be like, hi, I sent an email on Saturday. I just want to let you know this is what's going on and I don't know what to do. Yeah. So I will let you know if I have an update, though, on the dishwasher saga. (laughs) So we had our roof redone on Wednesday, 
Woohoo! Um, so yeah, the people were basically here seven till four, four thirty. Um, and uh, Dave took a photo of the new roof. It looks pretty good. We went with this like dark charcoaly shade. Nice. And the house is white, so I thought it's like a good contrast. So yeah, so it looks nice and everything. And then last night there was this last night slash this morning there was a pretty big like rain windstorm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, hmm, wonder if we'll get any leaks or anything with the new roof. <laughs> so especially because of the wind, it seems mm-hmm. like even before with the not great roof, we didn't really get any like leaks or anything until unless it was super windy. Yeah, even if it was raining pretty hard. So it was like the ultimate test. So like Dave and I wake up this morning and I go downstairs and there actually is some water on, I don't know if you remember, uh, like our side door area, mm-hmm. you walk in and there's kind of like, I think the people before us built this extension, this mm-hmm. like room near the side area. So it seems like there's kind of like, because it was extended later on something with the roof, there's kind of like a gap or something. So this was happening before with the old roof too, that for whatever reason, water somehow gets in and like through the wall almost like that's how the water would get in. But the water today, it was like more than before we had the new roof installed. So I'm like, that's not good. So Dave emailed the roofing guy like, Oh, we noticed some water and it was more than before the roof was installed. If someone can like come out to take a look at it, blah, blah, blah. So it wasn't too much water. It was just like noticeable. Like, Oh, that's not good. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good that you guys are getting that fixed now as opposed to like. Right. And we have a warranty. Yay. (laughs) Is it like a 10 year warranty for this roof then? I think so. 10 or 20. Oh, wow. Maybe 10. Yeah. We're not planning on staying here for 10 years anyway. So, but yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you, they like came out to fix it, which was good. So that's like, aside from this small issue, that's like one less thing you have to worry about now. Yeah. And it's definitely a big thing. So Mm -hmm. it's good to have that over with and, now we can say we have a new roof. Yeah. So. And you're, when you do sell the house, that'll mm-hmm. help it go up a little bit because it's new and it's going to be like well done. It's not going to be like a crap job because you and Dave don't cut corners. So that's good. Yeah. Hopefully this like area with a leak or whatever won't be a big fix. But tea. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. <laughs> nice. Is Dave bringing you tea? <laughs> yeah, he just came over and asked if I wanted any. Oh, he's so nice. Hashtag Dave the intern. All right, so I guess I'll go first this week. So I did something a little bit different. And it was inspired by another podcast that I listened to. So I know the hint I sent you was just like a creepy picture of like a dark road, which yep. I'm sure did not help you at all. Yeah, I didn't respond. <laughs> So, because um, I was inspired by the other podcasts, which I'll mention at the end, and I'll make sure to include a link to their episode as well. So, I actually went on Reddit and I found trucker slash like road trip scary stories. So, I found two road trip 
scary stories and then about four scary stories that truckers have like mm. happened to them. Um, they vary in length. So some are kind of short, some are a little bit longer, but I thought it would be something that's a little bit different and kind of interesting as well that people can go onto Reddit and kind of look at as well. Um, so the first one, um, it says it's from seven years ago and the author is a fucking creepers. This is the first road trip story. So this was creepy to me at the time. My aunts and I were on a road trip to visit my grandparents. We were driving almost 3,000 miles to the Northwest Territories of Canada from Portland, Oregon. Most of the drive um, was long and kind of lonely highways. I decided it would be a good idea to bring along an Unsolved Mysteries book to pass the time because reading about murder is always good fun for a road trip. Kind of agree there. Um, It can be interesting. So we stopped at a campground and just slept in the van. I was sleeping in the front passenger seat and I thought I heard footsteps close to the van but didn't see anything. When I woke up the next morning, I glanced out my window and there was a full face print on the window. Like someone had been watching us during the night. Needless to say, I didn't sleep for the rest of the drive. That's really creepy. Wait, a full face print on the window? Yeah, like you know how when you Mm. put your face up to like the window and it leads like... Uh, the face print mm-hmm. that's really yeah that one i thought was really creepy because that's like everyone's i feel like worst nightmare um when they're mm. on a road trip and they're sleeping in their van and they think that someone's watching them but they can't prove it and then they wake up to that so just kind of kind of creepy yeah. um the second road trip story i found is from team mako n7 and they said they posted this on other sites. So if it sounds familiar, that's why. Um, so they said many years ago, our friend and I decided to visit our mutual friend at her university and spend the weekend with her. We had extremely detailed directions to follow, and we were told the trip should take about three hours. Well, nothing went wrong on our drive. It seemed to take forever. I don't remember exactly one point. I don't remember exactly at what point the woods started, but I do remember traveling through the woods for a long time, perhaps an hour. We were already well past the three-hour time frame my friend had given us by the time we left the woods. When we finally reached my friend's college town, it was nearly four and a half hours since we'd left. When we didn't get lost, we never hit traffic or stopped for more than a few minutes. But we we quickly forgot about it since we were happy to spend the weekend with our friend. When the trip back was a little over three hours, we thought it was weird but didn't think much of it at the time. It wasn't until my next trip to visit her that I realized something had been strange that I spent the whole next trip waiting for the long path through the woods that we had been on the first time, but they never appeared. Following the same directions as the first time, the entire trip took me about three hours. I did every other trip I made out there in the following years. I don't know what happened and I've never been able to replicate it. I still wonder what happened and where we really were when we were passing through those woods. A three-hour trip turned into 4.5 hours and the woods we drove through don't seem to actually exist. So that kind of reminded me of like the, I think I did an episode a while back on like time slips sort of, where it's like, just like kind of like you slip in and out of time or like weird things happen. So Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of creepy. And also the fact that like, obviously they did this drive a lot and when they did it later on, they didn't even go through any woods, it seems like. So I thought that was kind of weird as well. So the next stories I have are trucker stories. And again, they kind of vary in length. So the first one for the trucker stories is by Akano 10. Parked off an exit ramp at about 3 a.m. for my first 
3 a.m. for my 10-hour drive, the moon was full and high, and I spotted an unmistakably human figure in a nearby cut cornfield. A little spooky, but I just wrote it off as an old-timer putting up a scarecrow for his grandkids. Started watching a few YouTube videos before turning in and out of the corner of my vision. I thought I saw movement. I shut my lights off to get a good look and saw a figure, but nothing else. I couldn't be sure, but it looks like maybe it was in a different spot, maybe a little closer to me even. I was definitely feeling a bit spooked. The highway was devoid of anyone besides a car passing every 10 minutes or so. I didn't want to, but I had to jump out to pee. I considered a bottle, but I told myself I was being childish. I took a look at the figure, and I was right where I figured it should be. I hop out, walk between my truck and trailer, and start leaking. Every fiber of my being wanted to look. I told myself that I was being foolish, but I couldn't help it. I looked out. The field was empty. The figure wasn't there. My stomach dropped. I pinched off and jumped back in. I took off down the highway. Didn't give one shit about the violation. Stopped 40 minutes up the road and well-lit and very well-lit lane and haven't stopped on a ramp since. So that was kind of creepy, like, reading about. Just, like, you're by yourself. You're a trucker. And you see, like, this really creepy figure just, like, hanging out, kind of. And the fact that you're just, like, oh, shit, I actually do have to get, like, out of my truck because I really need to, like, go. I liked his uh, <laughs> description for when he was peeing. It was like he had the chance to, if he actually wrote that, he, he could have changed the narrative. A little Unless bit. he was quoted with that. Yeah. I, the only time I'm really changing, like, the narratives is if there's, like, a grammar issue just to make it sound, like, more sense. No, I get that you're, sense. like, it's a direct quote from him. or I, That's what yeah. my question is. Did he write that or did, yeah. did he actually that's what he wrote. It? He actually wrote that, which is one of the other oh things God. that I kind of, like, I love about Reddit is just because, like, you read it and you're just like, oh, they actually, they actually wrote it like that. Okay. So. So much flavor. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is by Aaron Rodgers Butthole. Oh. I also love some of these names because they're they're definitely like definitely interesting. So this next one says I used to deliver hot shot freight across the Great Plains slash the Minnesota area. I have no idea what hot shot freights are, but okay. One night around 2 a.m., I was hauling across North Dakota trying to reach Montana by morning. I was delivering a particularly valuable tractor part that a farm desperately needed for the following day. I began to notice some highway hypnosis sneaking up on me, but it didn't really bother me because I'd been through it hundreds of times before. Anyone who has driven across North Dakota knows that it is incredibly flat, like really flat. There also tends to be very straight and long roads. It's somewhat easy to see things on the road that are far away even at night. I noticed something long on the road spanning my entire lane approximately half a mile in front of me. I slowed down a little and prepared to move into the opposite lane, thinking it was some retread off a blown tire. As I got closer, I noticed that there were two people lying head to toe across the entire lane. I swerved into the, the other lane, successfully avoiding them, and then came to an almost complete stop, but they didn't move, not even an inch. I was just about to back up and check on them when I remembered a story that an old gray, bear, gray beard colleague of mine told me he told me that in no certain that in certain remote areas people will lie down in the middle of the road and wait for a car or truck to stop and see what's going on at that point the road layers along with whoever else is hiding in the nearby bushes will beat the shit out of the driver and steal his vehicle leaving him in the middle of nowhere i decided not to back up and when the two people in the road saw me 
put my truck back in gear, and drove away. They both got up and walked toward the shoulder, and I called the police and explained what happened. But we were so far away from civilization that I doubt anything came of it. Thanks to that old gray beard, I got to keep my truck, my job, and my teeth. Hmm. That's creepy. Yeah. yeah. So that's got, like a different kind of creepy. Yeah. Like the nightmare. Actual like, real people. Yeah. Because well, I guess like people do do that as well. So it's kind mm. of like goes along with, you know, be careful on the road because you don't know what's going to happen or like people could be injured or they could just be faking to like beat you up and steal your stuff. So, but I do. Is that what the highwaymen did? Isn't that, wasn't there a term for that? The highwaymen? Probably. Like people that would, something with like, yeah, they would intentionally try to rob people. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, But I also think it's interesting that like, what would have happened to him if he did stop to try to like help them? Like, would they have like stealing his stuff? Would they have abandoned him? Would they have killed him? So it's just like one of those. Yes. Creepy. Highwaymen, a man, typically on horseback, who held up travelers at gunpoint mm-hmm. to rob them. Kind of. Yeah. I guess it's the more modern highwayman <laughs> than back then. But mm-hmm. also, like, in North Dakota or South Dakota, there's, like, nothing. Mm-hmm. So you really are, like, in the middle of fucking nowhere, basically. Right. Okay, so I think I have, I have two more. Uh, so the next one is by the hot bread guy again i love the names so this guy uh this one says i used to drive a truck in northern manitoba there's a road in the northeast you can drive for several hours and see very few vehicles the road this road is quite flat and straight and straight and stretches of course this is deep in the bush one day i saw something across the road in the distance very large easily put the Wow, I cannot speak tonight. Easily past the hood of my truck, but not long, like a mouse or an elk, just or like a moose or an elk, just tall. It disappeared into the bush, and as I drove by the spot, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. I heard days later that a tow truck driver describing on the radio has encountered with had an encounter with a similar creature, only he was much more clear and said that he had spotted Bigfoot. This guy went to some length to explain that he didn't want people thinking he was crazy, but he was sure what he saw. I asked an ab- Aboriginal client of mine in a near in a nearby community, and he said that the elders spoke of them as commonly the same way that they spoke of other animals. I didn't know what I saw that day, but I'm certain it wasn't a bear, moose, deer, or elk. I just don't know what the hell it was. Hmm. Okay, so this last story is a little bit longer, but I thought it was interesting. So this is technically not a trucker or road trip story. This is more of like um, a bus driver story. And it's from Phoenix Rising. And they said that they posted it about a year ago. Okay. So this says, okay, got one while I was actually driving a bus that was made out of a truck in the desert of central Australia. I was over 500 kilometers from the nearest town. So yeah, middle of nowhere. So I was out on a five-day charter to pick up a bunch of Aboriginal elder women to go and get their woman's business health checks done, you know, pap smears, mammograms, that sort of thing. One On the day that I took them to get that done, we went via a place called Mintabi so they could shop in the clothing center and whatever store that was randomly there um, in this little opal mining area of South Australia. We left from there quite late to make a three-hour or so journey back to where we were all staying overnight. 
The next day, I take them back to their respective desert communities. The passengers all fell asleep as they've had a very long day, as I had, but that's my job. Even the nurse who was traveling with us fell asleep. So there's me, all alone in a cab of the Mercedes truck, derived bus with 30 passengers, all sleeping in the darkness of the passenger pod behind the cab, and it was around 9 p.m., Up ahead in the distance, I can see a headlight coming towards me along the lonely desert dirt road. So I dip my lights to the spotlights to go off and adjust to see only what low beam will show me. I drive down to a slight dip of a dry creek, of a dry creek bed, expecting to see the car with only one headlight anytime shortly. It's nothing unusual to see a car with only one headlight out there, so I'm not even remotely bothered. As I come out of the dip, I put my spotlights and high beams back on, and there is no car, no nothing, just an empty dirt road. There is no dust in the air, and I can see a good distance in front of me, and out to each side, there is nothing there. Just the empty desert, the dirt road, and me alone in the cab. I keep the lights on until we can come to a stop about an hour later. I didn't see any cars or anything the rest of the journey. Before I get the passengers out, I ask any of them if they saw lights, and they all go dead silent. And after a short while, they start talking in their own language, um, hurriedly, and they all get out of the bus. A few minutes later, a couple of ladies come and ask me to tell me exactly what I say, what I saw, without leaving anything out, and describe exactly where I saw it. Now, I'm a big guy. I lived in three continents. I've been a police officer, teacher, bus driver, coach driver, truck driver, driver, all sorts of things. Let's just say that I'm pretty skeptical, but I do have an open mind, and I'm not scared by much in this world. After I told the ladies everything from the start to finish and described in minute detail exactly what had happened. I took a note exactly of how far out we were when it happened. The two ladies looked at me with the whites of their eyes showing. They looked spooked and they said, and I'll never forget what they said. I got a great, I got on great with the indigenous peoples of central Australia and I trust that I know something rattles them. They say, driver, we are so lucky that you did not stop because if you did not, if you did, no one would have seen anything or ever again. I asked why, and they just shook their heads and said to not talk about it because it had scared all the ladies. Mm-hmm. I'm sure many people have heard about the Min Min lights in the western Queensland. Well, whatever these ladies knew about it, whatever I saw in our location, they were convinced that it wasn't something you ever wanted to meet in the desert at night. I only ever saw this once. I only saw it maybe a minute, and it just looked like a car headlight a couple of kilometers away from the, away up the road. But I'll tell you what, the ladies that come from this area and whose people have survived in the desolate, remote part of the continent for 60,000 years, are worried to the point of being scared. I certainly don't want to mess with whatever it is. Mm. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Hmm. I, yeah, that is a cool, like, perspective to get people's actual, mm-hmm. like, anecdotes. Yeah, and I read through, I read through, like, a lot just to kind of get, First like, a person. good amount. Because I didn't want to get too many, but I didn't want to get, like, only one or two. Yeah, and a lot of them were similar, and a lot of them were just weird because it's Reddit. So, but if anyone ever wants to go on and read some more, because I know they post like a lot every day, definitely check it out if that's what you're interested in. Because I kind of learned a lot just from reading like those ones. What is the what is the name of the thread or whatever? Um, I can. Is it like ghost stories or hitch road trip? No. So I I found three. So I'll read them. Because I looked at a few different ones. So one of the ones I looked at was, what's the scariest experience you've ever had on a road trip? I'm 
taking one next week from LA to Houston. Another thread, the second one I read was truck drivers. What's a creepy story you've got from the middle (laughs) of nowhere. And then the third one I read was serious in parentheses. What you, what your creepy road trip story. So, and they had a lot of like cool ones and also like kind of weird ones. Like there's one and I don't remember where I read it, but the truck driver was literally like, yeah, like this message came on my radio. And it was from the, it was from one of those three that I just read and was like, something came up on his radio and it was like a woman saying that like she didn't have a shirt on or something. So like they had stories like that. And then they have stories like the ones that I just read that are definitely more creepy. So it kind of depends on what you're looking for, but I thought it was interesting. And I did, like I said, I got this idea from the um, podcast right. Real Life Ghost Stories because um, the host did the same thing like back in episode like 132, I think. And they have like over 200 at this point. Um, so if you're interested in also like listening to more truck tales, definitely go listen to that episode and I'll make sure that's included like in the links and stuff that I sent you. So Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's <laughs> my story for this week. A little different, but I thought it would be a little bit fun. So I like the format. Yeah. Of reading the stories. <laughs> I thought I like pre-read all of them pretty well, and then that one about the guy peeing, I was like, I didn't read this very well. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like when you were saying some of the words, I was like, whoa. It's <laughs> like I feel like you would never talk. Yeah. Like- no, I didn't. Funny, <laughs> I didn't proofread that one as much as I should have. But you guys will. It's fine. It's okay. I mean, fine. if it's like a direct quote, then you wouldn't paraphrase it. Or <laughs> I will probably mark this episode as explicit. Yeah, just just for that. I don't know. Your your topic might make it explicit too, because all I know is it's from like I don't know. You sent me a photo, and I guessed it was from the Tudor area era, and you said yes. So yes, it is. It takes place in the 1500s. Okay. I'm yeah, I had to verify that when you said Tudor era, I was like maybe, <laughs> and then I saw like it's basically the 1500s. So then I said yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Did you guess because of her outfit? I sent you a photo of a portrait of a lady. I kind of did because I was like, for some reason, I'm like, she kind of looks like, I don't know, to me, she looks a little bit like Anne Boleyn for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, I can kind of see it. The complexion and... Yeah, the hair. So it's just like, and the sad. I don't know. Every every portrait from back then, all of them just look sad. I'm always like, I wonder what they really looked like because there are only so many details you can really capture yeah. from that long ago. So, like, you don't really have an actual idea. Yeah. Like, how people looked. Yeah. Only, like, I'm guess. glad we aren't from the Middle Ages. 
I don't know. Like, a part of me feels like I would love it, but then a part of me feels like I would honestly hate it. Well, <laughs> my story will make you lean in one of those directions. Oh, God, I'm going to hate it, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> so, this is... I first learned about this person... I've read the name of the book. I might still have it at my house somewhere. It's basically called, like, Mad Royals. Okay. And it's, like, one of those, like, smaller books. Like, kind of looks like a handbook or something. And there are basically all these excerpts of, like, uh, the craziest royal people or, like, crazy things that somehow happened to a royal person or something like that. Um, So I originally read about this person I'm talking about tonight in that book. Um, But I think I did, like, hear about her later on and she's also well known because she may have inspired bram stoker who wrote dracula okay so i hope i'm saying this right (laughs) her name today i'm talking about the countess elizabeth batorai she's hungarian so there are a lot of, like, hungarian names here. You should have asked your dad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know if he knows about her. Yeah, I'll mention it, like, uh, later tonight when I talk to him, but... Yeah, or about, like, the pronunciation, because he probably could have, like, confirmed. Well, I mean, her name is the first part Elizabeth, so I'm just, I'm not going to try to pretend to have a Hungarian (laughs) accent. (laughs) But I did see, yeah, so on Wikipedia, at least, it kind of gives you the Mm -hmm. phonetic spelling or whatnot. Yeah. So her name is spelled B-A-T-H-O-R-Y. Okay. But phonetically, I guess it's pronounced basically Batorai, like with an I at the end. So I was like, okay, that doesn't seem too complicated. (laughs) It's not that long of a name, at least. That makes sense. So I'm like, okay, I guess I could do it. So yes, so basically, I'll get into the details later on, but she is considered one of the most vicious female serial killers in all of recorded history, and I guess I'm doing like a back-to-back, like last weekend, or last week was also a um, European serial killer. I just, I'm already curious, because it's like, what do you have to do? to get that title just like not right. just in your country but like and just in all to be known for that long like it must have been bad yeah. um so elizabeth was born in 1560 she was born into a very wealthy and prominent family and she received an excellent education she was known as a beauty and always had a high status in uh, social circles because of her family so, a uh, slight background, the Batorais were a powerful, noble family who actually ruled over Transylvania for a time, and her uncle, Stephen Batorai, was the king of Poland, okay. so they had a lot of power. So she basically had her own wealth and status and didn't get that from her husband so she actually had more wealth and status than the guy she ended up marrying later on at the age of 11 or 12 she was betrothed to Ferenik 
a member of another aristocratic Hungarian family. But a year or two later, Elizabeth had a baby. So that's 13 or 14. Uh, with someone who was considered beneath her social standing. So it's reported that her betrothed, Veronique, had him castrated and later torn to pieces by dogs. And Elizabeth Ch- Elizabeth's child, a daughter, was quickly hidden from the public to hide the scandal. Elizabeth and Veronique were married in 1575 when she was 14, and she outranked her husband and kept her last name because of this. So the couple lived in a variety of castles in um, these two cities that I'm not going to pronounce. It was Hungary, but is now considered Slovakia. Veronique was a soldier who was very ambitious and was was thus away from home frequently on soldier-related outings. Um, so during that time, Elizabeth ran their estates, so their castles, uh, had multiple lovers, and also had four children. I'm not sure if her four children were from her lovers or if they were, like, from her husband when he was back in ta- town, like, from his soldiering things. That was not clear. Uh, So she was 43 when her husband died in 1604. So shortly after her husband died, uh, more and more rumors, I guess, came to light about the Countess's unsavory hobbies. So rumors started about her sadistic tendencies and her specific proclivities which led to Elizabeth being compared to a vampire. Villagers spoke about Elizabeth torturing and killing young girls from the area. So it actually apparently went on for a while that there were uh, various accounts of local peasant women who mysteriously disappeared either after working at the castle or for whatever reason needing to go to the castle for something. Um, And these were mainly servants at the castle or daughters of local peasants. But later in 1609, the claims were brought more to the surface when Elizabeth apparently started killing noble women. And these, this included girls who were sent to her by local gentry families in the hopes that they would learn good manners. Um, So Elizabeth's cousin, Georgi, Georgi Thurzo, the Count Palatine of Hungary, was ordered by Matthias, the King of Hungary, to investigate. So they said that Elizabeth enjoyed drinking the blood of the girls because she felt this would preserve her youth and vitality. Witnesses reported seeing the Countess stabbing her victims, biting their breasts, hands, face, faces, and arms, cutting them with scissors, sticking needles into their lips, or burning them with red-hot irons, coins, or keys. Some were beaten to death, and others were starved to death. This is also around the time that the infamous story involving Elizabeth bathing in her victim's blood was created. Um, So the official investigation started in 1610. 
In December of that year, Elizabeth was arrested along with four of her favorite servants and others who were accused of being her accomplices. The Count Palatine found that Elizabeth tortured and killed more than 600 girls with the help of her servants. Everyone was found guilty. Three were executed, and the fourth was sentenced to life imprisonment. Elizabeth was never put on trial because of her family's high standing, so instead she was imprisoned in her castle, where she was held in solitary confinement in a room without windows. She died in 1614 at the age of 54. So documents from the 1611 trial supported the accusations made against her, which caused people to question the veracity of the allegations. Elizabeth was a very powerful woman, especially when she took control of her husband's holdings when he died. A large debt owed by the king of Hungary to Elizabeth was also canceled by her family in exchange of permitting them to manage her captivity. So this suggests that the acts attributed to her were politically motivated slander that allowed relatives to appropriate her lands. So I thought that was like kind of insightful. I've heard about her, but the last part I never knew about. So it kind of made me rethink like how much evidence did they really have in the 1500s to prove that? And it's kind of a, that's an interesting theory that maybe her family just really tried to like have her locked away so they could try to get her resources or whatever. And yeah. And it doesn't say anything about what happened with her children though. So I'm curious about that. That's like some creepy ass snow white shit. I know that's what it made me think of that like almost like her uh, being obsessed with her youth made me think of like the evil queen Mm -hmm. or whatever and like yeah it made me think of different kinds of fairy tales or stories or and also yeah like did did her did she teach her daughters this like is this something that was just like taught to like right like it sounds so absurd and crazy that it's like maybe it's not even true maybe it is like I mean it was you said that oh. this happened in what year? Fifty that she was found in sixteen ten or tried. The trial was sixteen eleven, but they made it sound like if she it, she killed six hundred girls, she was probably doing it for a while. Six hundred. That's what they said. How the how how do you kill six hundred girls without like anybody really noticing? Like. Right. Like, yeah. Okay. One, two. We can not that side. I know. Six how hundred? many? Yeah. Like, how many villages did she have to? I don't know. That sounds like a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot by today's standards. And then when she started going for the um, wealthy girls. Yeah. I mean, but I can't understand though how it would inspire. Like, because you said it inspired. Um, supposedly bram stoker yeah Yeah, that's what people's theories are but it was never like proven but yeah because it's also transylvania vampire Mm -hmm. but it's all i think vlad the impaler Mm -hmm. is also uh related yeah also like what do you do to become one of her favorite servants that's what i want to know like how do you get (laughs) off of like the kill list and onto like no they're like my loyal trusted servants like they help me Mm. just 
Yeah. I feel like there were no rules back then either. It was like the Wild West, but... Well, yeah. No one knew what actually went down. No. So we can't even go by what like we no. supposedly know, because it's like, it could have happened, but it might not have happened. And the fact that the king owed her money, but then that debt was canceled because she was arrested, basically. Mm-hmm. That does seem slightly fishy. Yeah, it's just... It's definitely, like, a creepy tale, but there's still, like, a lot of holes and questions that I have. Right. But to answer- And there are castles involved. But to answer your question, yeah, I'm okay with living in this time. <laughs> Which is what I had a feeling. I had a feeling it was, like, I'm gonna just say right. that I like living in 2022 <laughs> instead of 1610. Also, it blows my mind when, like, I read something- that happened that long ago, and then it's like, yeah, they live to be 54. And it's like, how? <laughs> That's insane. Like, anything above 30 in the 1500, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe maybe it was the woman's blood. Maybe that did help her <laughs> yeah. keep her, her youth. <laughs> or from, like, to live until her 50s. Yeah, because that's the other thing, too. Like, I feel like unless you were royalty back then or, like, super high up. Yeah. And you didn't get murdered by somebody trying to get your title. Like, you lived a pretty good amount of time. Mm. So. But, interesting. I have so many questions now, though. But. I guess we'll never we know. We never know. We'll never know. No. I should definitely, though, bring up this topic to Charlotte. Because that's kind of, like, in her. In her, um. Yeah, it'd be something that she'd be interested in, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like it's a classic story. So, yeah. Because it's just insane, like, drank and bathed in blood. Uh, I don't even like, like, when I get a paper cut, like. I mean, it kind of makes me think of, like, the super wealthy people that buy, like, or do those, like, fancy facials or whatever, where it's, like, injecting your own blood on your face or whatever it is or plasma i was like wow she's really ahead of her time i mean i think she was i think she just went about it the wrong way insane (laughs) no and i didn't see this in the research i used like to talk today but i do remember hearing that specifically she tried to find virginal blood yeah that's the other thing too they didn't use the word virgin but I remember reading that before when I heard this about this, so... Yeah, that makes sense, too, because if you're virgin, you're more pure and... Yep. (sighs) Which is bull, but it's another story. (laughs) It's like the classic sacrificial thing. Yep, I'm going to sacrifice a virgin. Mm -hmm. As a can. And... So that's my story. Yeah. Well, that's a good story. (laughs) I was not... I was expecting, like, poison or, you know... Typical true crime, not not that. No, if it's true, she went the actual violent route. I guess. I wonder if she somehow managed to fight six hundred girls. That's insane, and I wonder. I I then she obviously didn't kill them all. I that's what they make it sound like. They make it sound like everyone disappeared and six hundred victims, but. Did it reference to, like, maybe her servants helping her kill them? Or did it, like... So, yeah, they're the... I think that's what her favorite... I think, like, her favorite servants, it was assumed that they probably helped her. Yeah. And they said that she also had maybe some accomplices. 
That's so, I don't like that. I don't like the story of like the, you know, the cliche, like creepy story. Like you see people go in, but you never see them leave. Right. It's just creepy. And I looked up, I don't know if it's the same exact castle, like tried finding photos of the castle that they were mentioning. And if it is the same one, it, it wasn't that, it was a pretty good size. (laughs) It looked pretty big. Like it could have, yeah, gone away with a lot. Yeah, now I want to watch so. Snow White. <laughs> the new one. The newer one. Because mm. I think they're doing like a new one that's coming out next year. Wow, that's definitely not the direction I thought you were going to go into. So, so I'll have to do a different topic next week. Yeah. <laughs> a different kind of crime. <laughs> yeah. So thanks again, everyone, for listening to another episode of Away with the Terror already. Uh, we release episodes every Thursday on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you find podcasts. Um, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and our pages are Away with the Terror already. Um, if you have any suggestions or ghost stories or anything you'd like to tell us, you can email us at already at gmail.com. We'll see you all next time. Bye.